A quick disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed on the Doored Up podcast are strictly those of the hosts and guests of the show and do not reflect official policies or viewpoints of any law enforcement, government, or public service entity, nor is the Doored Up podcast officially affiliated with said agencies. The Doored Up podcast contains mostly true stories told by the law enforcement officers, firefighters, emergency medical services personnel, military veterans, and first responders who lived through them. Some names and details may have been changed to protect the anonymity of persons involved. Realize that some listeners may be familiar with these stories, and we would encourage them to refrain from commenting with any clarifying details that might violate that anonymity. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Doored Up Podcast. I'm your host, Drew. We talk with first responders, law enforcement, fire and EMS, military veterans, and all the people connected to them to get their stories straight from them. And this will be, I believe, episode seven, which is as of yet unnamed, but we'll have a name by the end of, uh, by the time it gets pushed out. So I got several guests with me today. This is probably the fullest house I've had since we started. Real quick, before we start, I just want to say that, uh, this show is for entertainment purposes only, does not reflect official viewpoints of any law enforcement or government entities. I have to throw that out there a few times just to make sure that everybody understands that. So today I'm doored up. I got a couple guest hosts with me. I brought back from episode four, Officer Jake. What up? <laughs> <laughs> then I have a very special guest, my lovely wife. Hi. April, and then uh, our main guest of the show today is uh, Dispatcher Erin. Hi. She came in to chat with us and door up and talk dispatch stuff, so we're here today to get that done, so I do appreciate you coming in, and Jake as well, taking his much-needed day off to come in and bullshit with me and everybody else. Yeah. It's quite the week. Yeah. Three or four day? Four. Do you guys only work four days? Four on, three off, three on, four off. One more time. Four on, three off. Okay. Three on, four off. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is basically the same. I always just said it. Three on, three off, four on, four off. Oh, but they opposite. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. But the way it always worked out with us is you end up working, um, because we had have good lieutenants generally that try to take care of their people, is you work three, three days, and then one four day a month. And your fourth day on your second four day, is your vacation day for the month. Ah. So just kind of how it breaks down like your normal day off so that we only do 13 days a month, you know, which is, well, patrol guys and jail guys anyway. And your schedule, Aaron, matches that kind of? Uh, a little bit. We have, we have our three 12 hours and we have a four hour day, which is Wednesdays. And then we alternate like time frames, depends on you have a four hour slot in that 12 hours that you work. Right. And then how often do you guys... Do you guys flip-flop on nights and days on the same schedule? Okay. So do you do three months or two months? Eight weeks, so two months, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that would be nice. I've always wanted to be able to, when I worked shift work, to be able to switch from have a little longer period because, you know, one week, one month at a time. On oh, you get rotated shift, monthly. Yeah. It, um, you either, your body either adjusts to it or you have a psychotic episode and... <laughs> But I did that for 10 years altogether, I think, about 10 years yeah. between jail and patrol. And it was 
always rough. Yeah. But the way it broke down, you knew given any calendar month of the year, as long as you were still on the same shift, you knew what shift you'd be on, whether it was days or nights. Right. So it was like, I could look at the calendar two years from now, if I'm still on the same crew and be like, Oh, it's February. I know I'm going to be on nights. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I know I'm going to be working nights. That, yeah, that's the way it is for ours. I just put my calendar. Yep. Schedule it out. Yep. That's pretty handy to plan ahead for vacations and stuff. And we generally stay on the same stuff. So we always have the same dispatchers. Yeah. And that was always nice. And, what sucked for the other agencies like us that flip-flopped is that we'd have you guys for like, you know, two weeks or however it broke down and then we wouldn't see you again for months <laughs> or hear you guys on the radio. Right. Yeah, we used to have it to where now we stay on the same end of the week whether you're days or nights and then it used to be that you would be on days one end of the week and nights on the other end of the week. And that was terrible because like when you did the switch around, sometimes you only had like a 24-hour turnaround to right coming off nights to go to days or whatnot. So Yeah. And then I would run into that pretty frequently when I got out onto patrol and then was got onto SRT with training days. Mm-hmm. You'd catch a short turnaround, you know, for getting. <laughs> Jake's got my little dog in his lap. She's she needs some male attention. She needs all the dog. She's stinky. She does stink. She farted in your face earlier, she didn't did. she? Yeah. <laughs> she just they just it's went to the groomers thing. last weekend, and I'm already like, you you stink. These dogs stink. Hard to be old. It is. She's an old stinky dog. She farted in your face, and this is my soul animal right here. (laughs) (laughs) So how long have you been a dispatcher? Uh, About nine and a half years. Is it? I thought it was more than that. It feels like more than that. Yeah, I'm sure. And so we, I met you through dispatch, but also some crossover with search and rescue. Mm -hmm. And are you still doing search and rescue? No, my regular life schedule got too hectic with two kids and Stuff like that. So. Yeah. And I know for a... Are you still running cadaver dogs? No. Our main dog that we were training up, she's got hip dysplasia, so she's kind of oh. out. And then we just haven't had time to train the pup up, so... Right. Yeah, and I always thought that that was something that's super interesting and cool, but I never wanted to try to take that <laughs> on. Cause I got enough hobbies and commitments in, in our line of work. Mm-hmm. Um, are you one of the leads on your... Mm-hmm. With dispatch now? Yeah. So you guys have four crews, mm-hmm. and you're one of the senior dispatchers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what do you, as the lead, like what's your what's your duties? Do you Are you answering calls? Um, it depends on how many I have on shift. Okay. Like we have minimum staffing of three. So if we only have two others in me, then I'm on phones and a radio, so I'm a working supervisor. Okay. And then if I'm not, if I have three dispatchers on, then I can kind of sit back and monitor everything. Sure. Answer overflows of calls, EMD calls. Sure. need to. Um, usually officers will come in like, or send you messages. Hey, can you do this? Can you run this? And Right. Can you do my job for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jake. <laughs> uh, you had to do it last night. I did. The stinking system was down, so. Yeah. Go back to old school, almost sending up smoke signals. Yeah. That's, I remember... Man, when was it? It would have been before I went up to work dope. So probably 2012, 2013, we had that CAD outage for like, it seemed like it was like a month that CAD was out. And so you're cruising around with your notebook and pen, like, <laughs> give, give me that address one more time and make sure I get the CR right. And I like, I had the case number wrong on so many reports, you know, and it was that's the case number that I got from dispatch. So if it's fucked up, 
that's not necessarily my fault. Mm -hmm. You don't realize how reliant you are. Like for me, I run everything myself on traffic stops on. So I always run all my own names, right. um, check in CIC wants warrants, things like that. So very rarely on a traffic stop, the only time you hear from me is when I make the stop. Yeah. And then unless I need something, you won't hear from me again. And I close out the stop. Yeah. Cause, so you, cause you can't cut the call. Yeah. So I'm off. way out of my element when like I have to start calling in names and then I'm waiting on stuff. So it like throws off my whole groove. Yep. Yeah. And that's, well, just be glad you can get out on the radio (laughs) (laughs) in my world, you know, working patrol. There was many, many times where couldn't even get out on the radio. You're in a dead spot in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, well, I'm going to write down your name and date of birth that you gave me and hope that it's the right one. (laughs) You know, Jake over there giving a dissertation on the radio. Yeah. Stop talking. They're not true. There are, there's some some deputies that like to or officers that like to talk more on the radio than others. Mm-hmm. It's it happens. So how many like tell me about your crew, your people that are working with you. Like how are they do you got all new people? Do you got some seasoned people that have been there for a minute? On my crew I have a one of them's been there for twelve years, twelve plus years. The other one probably like four or five years. And then the last one's been there two years because she's just going to the academy this okay. next week. So Okay. And then, so you guys traditionally have your primary law channel Mm -hmm. and then somebody on your secondary law channel. Mm -hmm. And then do you have somebody on fire? Yep. So those are your three dispatchers if you have three. Mm -hmm. And then if not, then you're manning one of those channels. Mm -hmm. Okay. Juggling, juggling flaming chainsaws. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's one of those things that I... I don't know how many hours that I've spent just hanging out and dispatch, you know, on nights when I was bored just for something to do to stay awake, come in and hang out with you guys. Mm -hmm. But I'd never really had a firm grasp on how, what's going on and who's doing what. And I know that a lot of times there's like a call taker and then there's somebody that's actually dispatching and entering comments Mm -hmm. in the system so that the officers that are headed to that call can see it, like depending on how many people are working and You guys are keeping, trying to keep track of us when we're out on the street and get all the information out at the same time. So mm-hmm. kudos to you guys. Cause like, yes, we're multitasking and driving fast and running a cell phone and a computer and everything else. But I, I could not do your job. I could not do your job. It, uh, I'm always amazed at how you'll be in talking to a dispatcher and, they'll just ramble off in conversation on the radio while they're talking to you. Like, yeah, go ahead. It's fine. I'm listening. Like how, how are you still listening to me while you're. That's no different than when you're at home at dinner and you're still listening to somebody in your earpiece, but you're also listening to me talk to you at the same time. Yeah, I guess that's it's, true. It's no different. You phase it. Yeah. You like to. Well, you're listening for those key words, mm-hmm. you know, like when I'm listening to other radio and I still do it. Like we'll he makes go this face. <laughs> yeah, eyes, yeah. It's I actually, look towards the earpiece. I'm looking left because it's my left ear. I look, I look up and to the left like a dog. But then you forget that people can't hear what you're hearing, right? So they're still talking, and you're like, and you stop, and you're like, you're like, oh, hold on, hold on, and you're like, okay, I'm good. And they're like, what the fuck was that? Or I just stopped talking. Or you'll be screaming at the officer dispatcher that you know was on the radio, and you're like, oh, just shut the fuck up already. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're sitting there at. Dinner, talking with the table, uh, yeah. you know, with your wife and kids at dinner, and they're giving you a look like, "What are you saying?" And like, I'm "Sorry, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the voices in my head." Or like me, I just go places, and then dispatch sees my car moving on GPS, 
And they're like, what, what, where are you at? Oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be over here. That's and then I get a message like, you need to tell us what you're doing so if something happens. Right. Yeah, that's that's another big difference between your agency and mine is that, well, back in the day, our, our GPS has never worked. The only one that worked was the one on your camera so that they could tell exactly where you were when you were fucking up. Yeah. And <laughs> your camera was running. Well, now ours tattles on you even if it's not running. That uh, blows my mind that you guys... Yeah, if you like, go over if you go over a certain speed, yeah, it sends emails and tattle yeah. tells. Yeah, isn't that the point? Sometimes to go over a certain speed to get there. Well, I don't. I don't completely disagree with some of it. Like there, there's something you know that's excessive. Yeah, like yeah. there's no reason to be doing 80 miles an hour down uh, 12th Street through the intersection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's there been several <laughs> times where SRT guys have gotten in trouble because of their responding to something. We had one out of County, like in the next County over. And one of the guys that's not here anymore that just left, he got in big trouble because he was going a lot faster than he probably needed to, especially given the road conditions. And, uh, he got rung up on that one and got a call before, like as soon as we're finishing up the call out, he gets a message like, Hey, you need to come talk to me in my office from the Lieutenant. And he's like, Oh shit. (laughs) So he grabs the, the team, his team leader, like, hey, uh, can you go with me? Because <laughs> this was legit response. Like, we had to be there as quick as we could. One of uh, one of the guys I was working with, he was on his way to a neighboring town for uh, for a class, and he had his cruise control set at like eighty three on the eighty. Yeah, but what he didn't realize was like literally every thirty seconds that was sending an email <laughs> to. Yeah, to, to the, admin to the bosses, and finally he gets a phone call from a lieutenant. He's like, "Where are you going? I'm headed here for class. What's the speed limit? Eighty. Why the fuck are you doing eighty three <laughs> in a police car?" And he's like, "How do they he's know? Like, How do they know?" <laughs> so it it took like twenty minutes, if that, and he's getting called and said to do the fucking speed limit in a police car. Which, yeah, let's turn it down to seventy nine at that point. <laughs> Just take your time. That's I've been pulled over driving an unmarked vehicle way more times than I've ever been pulled over. Well, I can't necessarily say that. But when I worked dope driving an unmarked and I got pulled over by Highway Patrol in mine. Yeah, I got pulled over by the same trooper in, like twice in a week outside of because I was screaming down there for we were working a case and I was on my way home and obviously didn't want to be there anymore because it's a tiny ass little shithole town. That's and where I grew up. Really? Yeah. Oh, I knew that. I did know that. I had. Do you concur? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Little shithole town. It is. Yeah. And he pulled me over, and he was like brand new trooper. And <laughs> he pulled me over. He's like, "Are you in a hurry?" I was like, "Well, yeah, I'm trying to go home." Okay. And he let me go because I identified myself. And then we had a shooting in a neighboring county, and me and another agent were headed down to go do the autopsy and trying to catch up with the, the coroner. And I got pulled over by that same trooper. And he was like, he comes walking up to the truck. He's like, didn't I pull you over like a week ago? Yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> and I got to go. Sorry. And I just took off. Like, cause he knew who I was. I'd already told him that I was a agent. He checked my credentials. I was like, I got to go, man. He's like, okay, drive safe. <laughs> and there I went. I did that too. Uh, when I was brand new, Oh, yeah. 
He was up at uh, working. Oh, I remember that we were doing surveillance. You guys were doing surveillance, and yeah. uh, I was in training at the time, so I still yes. had a training or a, a, a field training. Yeah, and he comes fucking screaming, and like, I thought he was trying to run away. Yeah, and I finally get caught with the lights on, and like immediately, like badge out the window. Like, I got to go. And I'm like, all right, have a good day. And then I get back in the car. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> that's usually how it went. It was sort of those, like, it takes you longer as the officer that's pulling them over to figure out that they're law enforcement than it does to actually for them to slow down and stop. Right. Because it was probably still in gear. Yeah, I had that with, uh, we were doing surveillance. I was just telling this story the other day. Me and uh, Lieutenant Cinnamon Bear. He used to be Sergeant Cinnamon Bear. Uh, we were doing surveillance, following this guy around, and he's trying to burn us. We knew he was doing a burn run, so we're chasing him around all over town, trying to figure out where he was going. And I was down by the high school down here doing probably 55, 60, and I see a white pickup with markings on it. I was like, oh, shit, I'm probably getting pulled over. And uh, about another block down the road, soon enough, here comes the lights, and it's Chuck. And, you know, he gets out, and he's, he's one of our... Now retired, but he was a civil service deputy. He would go out and serve papers. And he comes, you know, hiking up his belt, walking up. He's going to give me the what for. Figures out that's me. And I'm like, hey, man, I got to go. Like, I'm on surveillance. And he's like, oh, God damn it. Get out of here, you fucking punk. You know, because at that point I had less than 10 years with the, you know, in law enforcement. And he had 30 some. Right. Like, he did my poly. He did mine, too. I have never felt more like a piece of shit than walking out of that polygraph. He pulled the chair up in front of the door and sat in front of the door and just stared at me. I'm like, oh my for God, like five what minutes. did I do? Yeah, for like five minutes. I don't know what crime you want me to confess to, but I'll confess. <laughs> right? Like, well, this is obviously why polygraphs aren't admissible. Because <laughs> people just... Slightly intimidating. Yeah, I walked out of there feeling bad about everything I'd ever done in my life. Because, of course, it was like... Really adds up when you have to put it all out on paper. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And at that point, I was, shit, I was only 21. You know, I've had a, almost that many more years of life experience of making bad choices since then. So I can't imagine doing a polygraph now. I'm like, that's what I tell everybody else. Like, I'll lateral to another agency as long as I don't have to do a polygraph. I did. I did do it to go over to. <laughs> did mine. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's another super intense polygraph examiner i've watched him work polygraph polys on some of my cases and it's something else man like it's way different than just a normal interview or interrogation it's on a whole different level especially when it's your case and you know all the details and you i mean obviously you suspect that person's lying to begin with that's why they're sitting in the chair and then they just sit there and lie and he's showing you on the machine like yeah see that see that yeah that's a lie that's a lie that's a lie. So you guys had to do the same full background mm-hmm. dispatch. Mm-hmm. That's good, I guess. I mean, you do have access to a lot of information. It's scary the amount of information I have access to. Yeah. And I don't care about any of it. Yeah. that's <laughs> yeah, A lot of people think like, like we care about the info. Yeah. Like I utilize the info when I need it. Mm-hmm. I could, couldn't care less. Yeah. It, uh, I don't know. That's the same way. Like I have. I don't know how many databases that I have access to. Yeah, because you do the whole digital stuff. Yeah. 
So you got a lot more. Yeah. And then open source information, like it's all out there. You can find it if you know where to look. Oh, yeah. I had another question that I was going to ask you and I forgot what it was. It's okay. It'll come back to you. I hope it does. Otherwise, (laughs) it's going to be a short episode. (laughs) So you guys dispatch. So when you dispatch fire, you dispatch medical as well. Mm -hmm. And life flight. Mm Mm-hmm. Like we request them, we're not actually their dispatchers, right? Because they have yeah. their dispatches in like, or yeah, somewhere out of state. Yeah, yeah. So like with the hospital here, they have their own ambulance service. It's not tied in with the fire department. Mm-hmm. So we send like a request. So okay. It's instead of like with you guys, I can say, so and so go to this call. Sure. With them, I'm just hey hospital unit go to this call. Right. So then they're like yeah. Such and such units actually going to take that call. I'm like, okay. Okay. And that's how, so when you guys are cutting case numbers, like when you cut a call, it automatically, if it's a medical call with fire and EMS, it automatically creates three different calls. Two. Well, yeah. If it's law enforcement, fire okay. and EMS, it has. And then it depends if we had other agencies in. So if we have one in the city and a county guy goes on it, it the system automatically cuts a county CR. Right. And then. And then as it, does that do that for each agency as mm-hmm. well? Mm-hmm. God, that's so complicated. That's how we wind up with 300,000 <laughs> CRs in a year. Right. Somewhere in there, generally. Yeah, there's a lot. Well, and then, like, I'll uh, I'll tell dispatch sometimes, like, hey, I'm going to stop out at the county unit. Don't put me on the call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because if they put me on the call, it generates a case number for my agency. And then if I don't do something with that case number, records right. sends it back to me and says, hey, you need to close this case number out. And then I'm like, what the, I wasn't even, I wasn't even on this. Yeah. So then I have to go back and remember like, oh, I stopped out and back to the county unit. And so then I have to like put in there, like didn't take any action. So when I get automatically put on another call, so I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm going to stop out with the unit. Don't put me on the call. And then like 70% yep. of the time I get put on the call. So yeah. <laughs> and then another thing is, or you guys are supposed to. Yeah. It's a policy. So like if you start running something, so if you're on a, this call and you start running something for another call, all your radio history is going in for that original call. Oh. So they can't tie it back. So Yeah, it's kind of a pain, but just also one of the reasons why, like, I'll just stop out with you mm-hmm. and then just not say anything, <laughs> right? Unless I have to acknowledge that I'm there, which sucks for dispatch. But for me, I'm like, I don't want to generate another case number that I then have to close out. Sure. And then the crazy part that I learned, like, now that I'm, you know, down the hall from admin and everybody else, I hear all these gripes and moans and complaints. Any agency that's outside of the home agency for your dispatch center has to pay for those CRs. Mm-hmm. Each one of those case numbers that's generated, that agency pays for those. I don't know if it's like 25 cents or whatever it is, but they have to pay for that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, that makes sense. Like now I understand why it's a legitimate complaint not to cut 9,000 case numbers for each. Yeah, that's when you know. the other agency I was at, it was the same thing. Like, like for my agency, we own the dispatch. So, right. So, we're like, oh, you know what? I got 47 uh, juveniles here that are all been drinking, so go ahead and cut me 47. Yep. But the other agency, they're like, uh, if you make a traffic stop and you got 15 kids in the car and they're all underage drinking and you yep. find drugs and every one of them has a warrant, one fucking case number. <laughs> one case number. That Do it underneath the traffic stop. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't generate other case numbers. And then, so you guys do, for the most part, outside of affidavits and some other forms, almost all of your reports are generated inside of the dispatch system. Yeah. Which is completely different from how my agency does it because it's, uh, we just do it a different way and everything goes on paper outside of the system. So when I first came out on patrol, I would get like a new dispatcher that wasn't quite 
aware of what was going on and I would get calls basically assigned to me in the system in CAD. I'm like, well, I have no idea how to close this out, you know, because they'd get like, you know, your MDT would go off like, what the fuck is this? I don't know what to do with this. Like send them back a message like, hey, you're going to have to do whatever you got to do with that to make it go away. Make it go away. (laughs) I can't, I can't do that. Oh, well, I just IMT'd that to you. Like, no, you didn't. Like, Which don't is do a that. huge. I don't. I still don't understand that because, like, then none of that's none of it. None of it's searchable. Yep. So every single every single report that's put into the system can be searched. Like the actual written narratives can be searched for keywords. Sure. So, as an investigator, you can go in and like, if you want to know every single time that this license plate number or this type of vehicle has been mentioned in the last year in a report, you can search that. Yep. But with your guys' system, it's all scanned in as a document, yeah. and we can't see it, and then you don't have any information on it. It's kind of... Yeah, you got to go in and, like, eventually those reports all get attached in the system. But they, but they still can't be searched. They can't be searched. You got to go in and do it manually if you want to. Which right, is, which is kind of a pain. You got to kind of have some idea of where to look. It's you a, know, you wonder, is that a, uh, is that a, this is just the way we've always done it thing? That's exactly what it is. Or is that a... Uh, Maybe we should try and get on board with like the system that literally every other agency in the county is using. Yeah, there was there was a massive overhaul a couple years ago when there was some some change in the administration, and uh, a young sergeant was like, "Why do we do this this way?" Well, because we always do it that way. Well, that way's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying. There's a lot of things that we got changed and streamlined, but that is not one of them. We keep driving on, and it's all public record in there somewhere, but. After a certain amount of time, it gets taken out of the system and transferred to microfish, which is then stored in the office. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah. What does a microfish actually look like? It's like in a, you can't actually see it that I know of. It's like a cassette. Mm. So it spits it out in a cassette, like from these dates to these dates, and then you put it into the microfish reader, and then you have to scan through there. Roll through it. Yeah, so as long as you have whatever date, you need it's it's in there and i don't know that's these are questions for the girls and records up front <laughs> that i don't even it's like a really old system it like is you just can get some like some sd cards yeah well like write like a date range on them so when i like when i work my cases and i provide discovery or i, I archive a case it all gets compressed down into zip files and put on a cd or on an external hard drive like here you go you can copy what you need off of there and there's a couple prosecutors that are like what what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's my old. case file. And they're like, well, this is like, that's not a case file. That's a CD. <laughs> like, well, I under, you have to put it in your computer. <laughs> and it, like, it'll make some whirring noises, you know, it kind of spins up. And then you got to click on the little thingy and it'll open here. I'll show you, you know, <laughs> I do a lot of that. And I, I struggle on the, the courts the same way. I'm trying to get exhibits, digital exhibits entered into court. As a digital forensic examiner, I have been back and forth and struggling with at court, like trying to get shit streamlined. So it's like, listen, this is evidence and it's digital. I need to have a way that I can show it to the jury. We just ha- ran through that in a homicide trial. It was like, I have all this stuff from all these phones. You know, how do I turn that into something that I can show to a jury? And long story short is there's no easy answer for that. And I'm trying to come up with, a better system but so how does it like when you're training mm-hmm. as a as a dispatcher are you 
where do you start out in like our agency? Brand brand new? Yeah. Like super brand new. So it changes all the time. Like they're constantly redoing it, trying to make it easier, I guess. Because we kept having people bail on us like partway through one yeah. of the channels because they just figured out, oh, well, this is a lot harder than I thought it was. Right. So you'll start out like you, you do your application, you have your interviews and your boards and your backgrounds and all that fun stuff. And once you actually get hired, you go through probably about, I think it's about six weeks worth of classroom training. Okay. So basically they walk you through how to go through the CAD system, how to do the NCIC system. You'll get call taker training. So you'll sit and actually take calls before you actually do a radio. And then during that whole time, we like to kind of push them out to the agencies so they can do ride alongs and they can see yeah. officer perspective from the streets or yeah. go with fire and work out and play Xbox and <laughs> go cook and nap. cook and sleep. <laughs> yeah. Sleep till you're hungry and eat till you're tired. Repeat, yeah. repeat, repeat for <laughs> three days. <laughs> Watch some Dr. Phil in the middle of there. Right. You need to get more cops in dispatch to do dispatch right along. So yeah, that would be nice. Cause there's a massive gap in understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About what you guys are doing. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I just talked about that, that I know what happens to a degree on how it gets from where to where, <laughs> but I don't, you know, watching you guys do your job, I don't know how you're operating your your board, how it all works. Like if I was seven computer monitor, if I was told to sit down and dispatch a call, <laughs> there's no way. There's no way. Just key up. Hey, I need somebody to go here. <laughs> yeah, like somebody <laughs> go get me some food. Is. This is how this works, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the I forgot what I was going to ask. So what channel do they generally start out on? Do they start out on fire? They used to. So what we were running into an issue, like we'd start them out on fire. And you, when I came in, you had eight weeks of training on each channel. They've compressed that down into six weeks now, which is a little bit better. So you start out on fire and like people would get in and fire is super easy. I mean, it's not super stressful. It's you're waiting for something to happen so you can do right. your job. You're reactive, not proactive in that channel. And then they would move on to one of the law channels, and officers are dill holes most and, of the time. And so. they're fucking needy. <laughs> and they're needy. Needy. <laughs> and cranky. And well, and then the other hard part, too, is, like, from the perspective of the officer, you've got a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. You're, you're, you're doing 50 things. You're thinking about stuff, and you're just trying to get information out there. So you're throwing stuff out there, and then you got 40 other officers who are waiting to get their stuff out there. So it's... Law one, blah, 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 copy. Law one, blah, 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 copy. Law one, law one, stand by. You know, it's just, it's, yeah. it's super, super. New dispatchers are always, in my opinion, you know, when I was working patrol, I would give them way more leeway because I understand that that's a lot of shit to process because mm-hmm. you've got three to five county guys working. Mm-hmm. You've got five to six from the other two municipal agencies. And then you've got up to at certain times, 10 or 12 guys, even more than that. Like Mm -hmm. you figure at at a max, if you've got, you've got a full team on plus like a street, the street crimes, plus all the SROs. Sure. Traffic. Plus the traffic guys. You could have 20, you'd have 20 guys on duty. All. All just one on agency. Yeah. Using the channel on one channel. Yeah. And it's, there's, it was always nice when on nights when you guys would open up law three mm-hmm. just for, you know, the two other municipal agencies and then us for the county. Cause it was like, Hey, we can run all the people we need, <laughs> you know, cause you'd open up law three for a couple hours during when we were busy and I wouldn't have to worry about stepping on, 
you know, the PD guys, whatever, on the radio on Law 2 all the time, checking. Or cussing at the PD guys. I just want to get on and make a traffic stop. Yeah. Boop, 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 <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Trying to get on the radio. Like, fuck it. We'll do it live. I'm like, do it live. Like, fucking Bill O'Reilly. We're doing it live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Many times. Many times. Standing like, up there with them. So what kind and of now, do you like? Well, and then you get, you, you get like uh, a, a situation going on. You get four or five guys all trying to have a conversation yeah. about what they're doing on Law 2. Well, everybody else is trying to run stuff yeah. and get in the boop. And you're like, get the fuck off the channel. Yeah, Go to attack channel mm-hmm. and talk around. Stop doing it. Stop tying up the, the, the new team that stood up recently um, has recently gotten better at going to a check channel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're initially, they were doing all of their fucking talk around on law two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were like, you guys got to stop. You got to right. go and to a check channel. If it runs, you know, as an investigator, if we're out working a search warrant, if we're doing something, we're doing surveillance. I'm always the first one to call up and say, Hey, give me a tech Get channel. A tech channel. There's like, or I just, of them. or I just call up and say, Hey, we're going to be on tech, whatever whatever channel it's going to be. And you guys are the ones that tell me if there's somebody already using that. And usually you can tell pretty quick, but well, and they're like Aaron, for example, she's pretty good at being like, uh, you guys want a tax channel? <laughs> like she can, she can push it, but some people just let it go and go and go and go and go and nobody yeah. fixes it. And there's, I mean, there's times where literally I'm not involved in it. I'm like, I get on, I'm like, can you guys get a tax channel, please? <laughs> it depends on what's going on. Like there's certain situations that you're like, yeah, I'm not moving to attack channel because I don't want you to have to fumble with your radio in the middle of you pointing a gun at somebody. I guess. Right, like a priority deal, you know? Yeah, I'm like, you know, everybody else can fuck off and go to Law 3 or yeah. call out on Law 1 and run their people there or something. Yeah. But if it's something like you guys are staging to go somewhere, I'm like, hey, hey how about you just take attack channel? Yeah. Move away from my channel. Get off my channel. I don't want to talk to you. And good common sense dispatchers that make those calls when officers won't. <laughs> are worth their weight in gold. <laughs> but a bad dispatcher that we've all dealt with them. There's a few out there in every agency that just make our lives harder. Mm-hmm. And those are very quickly identified. But they have, every dispatcher has bad days. Every cop has bad days. So I, I let it go. But the ones that are consistently just a hassle to deal with are no fun. So, mm-hmm. so then, so they do six weeks on each channel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they, once they're done with their training, are they just like, okay, we're going to feed you to the wolves and you're on primary law tonight? Yeah, we're just going to boot you out of the nest. Okay. Bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun. Get, get your floaties on. It's sink <laughs> or swim time. That's good. And that's the dispatchers that can learn to juggle all of that shit going on at the same time and 15 needy cops on a night shift that are, when it gets boring... And there's not a lot going on, and they're all making stops trying to find something and trying mm-hmm. to be proactive. And I think that's what happened last night. And the bad thing about last night, like, I don't mind. Like, if you guys want to do 80 million stops, that's fine. Do 80 million stops. But when the system's not working as it should be, like it was last night, like, it's yeah. just like, please stop. Because yeah. it's taking me three times as long to get you a read back because not only do I have to. So, like, State Link was down. Yep. So I didn't have an automatic pop-up when I ran the person that showed me their DL and NCIC stuff. Sure. I had to take their information over into the NCIC system to retype it out oh, and wait okay. for the reply. So it was like an extra step. And I'm like, Jake stops out with the car. Uh, run three. <laughs> After somebody else just ran five. Like, I felt so bad. Could you well, hear <laughs> Could you hear the sadness in my voice? Yes. I think what I said was, I got three for you. Or, or, uh, or uh, yeah, I think I was like, 
You can hear the apology. Can you check three more? <laughs> You're like, <sighs> go ahead. I feel bad because I, you know, I never use dispatch to run stuff. Right. Which, and I can't figure it out. Like every single one of us have the same fucking system. Every single um, one of us. So I don't have. No, no, no not uh, like with my agency. Sure. Every single one of us have the same system. And that system allows you to use this thing in your car called a keyboard. Yeah. To run stuff. But some people absolutely refuse to do it. So no matter how functional their MDT is. They will not run names on their traffic stops. They make dispatch to it. I believe you have identified a training shortfall. That's what I was going to say. Does that come from <laughs> d- which you know trainer do they have? Do they have like like where you have d- let's you know he's like run everything in his car, right? And I think that's what he does. It's yeah, you know, like and then he's he- the same way. Like the only thing you hear from him is him calling out the stop, mm-hmm. so that you guys can cut that case number, the location, and so everyone else can tell mm-hmm. they know where he's at. Mm-hmm. And then everything else he does off radio. Yeah. And I, for a period of time, when I could get NCIC to work on my MDT, that's how I did it. Mm-hmm. But after I came back from my three-year stint at working dope, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. But like, for whatever reason, I'm still certified. I've taken the <laughs> test every year, every two years, it whatever it work. is. But for whatever reason, the, the terminal won't connect through my, mm-hmm. through my link on the system ever. Well, it's funny, too, because I've done it for so long that... Like Aaron, she she'll pick up on it. Yeah. If I make a traffic stop and then I run names, yeah, she'll be like, "You code four? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, because if I'm running a name, it's because I can't go back to my car. Yeah. Or I don't want to go back to my car for whatever reason, or there's another issue that's that's come up, and I like she recognizes that mm-hmm. pretty fast. Like, and- if if Jake is <clears throat> using dispatch to run names on a traffic stop, just make sure we're good. Mm-hmm. And that's the other, I. I think benchmark of a great dispatcher is knowing when there's something up with your officer from their tone of voice from the way that they say something, whatever's going on, like keying into that and being like, Whoa, that didn't sound normal. You know, (laughs) because sometimes other officers don't hear that shit either, you know, and it's, you'll get, you'll be on a stop or something or, or they don't, they don't answer something appropriately the way that they should have. And you'll get that. Hey, can you go over there and check on them just to make sure that everything's okay? Like, mm-hmm. that's a good dispatcher to me. Like, the ones that are looking out for people just because they get, like, that spidey sense. Like, there's something going on that ain't right. And it might be nothing, but better safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get little things. I'm a hold-on person. If I say hold-on on the radio, there's something wrong. I mean, she knows that. Yeah. Like, the you know. Or I yell at you. I'm like, hold on my ass. Hurry up. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, but, you know, I'll get on and they'll, they'll come back, call it my call sign, and I'll say, hold on. Because I'm literally in the middle of something, and yeah. that like that, if I'm saying that on the radio, then yeah, that was very much a standby. And they were like, "Why are they telling me to stand by? <laughs> there must be something going on with him." Yeah, standby for me is normal. Yeah, hold on is yeah for whatever reason it's like the subconscious thing. But I mean, she's learned my tones. We've worked together for years, though. But mm-hmm. she knows my voice. She knows when I'm tired. Yeah, when I'm irritated, when I'm fine. And then when there's something going on. Yeah. Send him a message like, you okay? You sleep last night? <laughs> yeah. You're so tired today. <laughs> yeah. I don't think people realize how much offline communication goes goes on between dispatchers and officers out there on the street. Like, I know that doesn't happen with the fire guys, Mm-mm. you know, to a big degree. But I know that there's always a lot of, hey, whatever it might be. Like, even if you're just talking about like, hey, did you see the new episode of The Walking Dead? Whatever it is. <laughs> 
because you guys are sitting there just as bored as we are sometimes in the middle of the night. And that's how we end up like, well, I'll just come down and hang out mm-hmm. and go over to dispatch and just chill. I've always liked the the interaction there. But yeah, I would I would agree with the, they can sense when you are snippy, when there's something <laughs> going on, you know, and they're like, and you know, they don't want to dispatch that call anymore than you want to go to it. <laughs> when they're like, copy for a fraud. I'm like, ah. And the toad, and I'm reading the comments. I'm like, are you Fuck. serious? <laughs> off like no i've always wanted to just be like no i'm not going yeah i'm not taking that call but you can't like i want to tell you guys no no more traffic stops there'll be traffic no you won't stop (laughs) stop making traffic stops (laughs) exactly yeah and that's there's been dispatchers in the past that have like hey don't do that (laughs) they'll straight up tell me like i remember Back in the day, I can't even remember what I did, but sent me a message. It was like, <laughs> don't do that. It was like, okay, <laughs> I won't do that. I can't even remember what it was, was something stupid, like on a stop or I called something out. Don't do that. Okay. That's, okay. I won't do that ever again. <laughs> As a young guy. I'm like not a, angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> right. And I remember, so did you, you worked in the old mm-hmm. dispatch in the Bat Cave when it was down in the basement well, yeah. on the first floor. And I would always be terrified to go in there to briefing, to get briefing <laughs> notes as the rookie. Cause it was like, there was always a couple of snarly old dispatchers that, like sneaking. You had to sneak through there to go get briefing notes. And it was always, and the only lights were from the computer screen <laughs> or if the TV was on, like tripping over shit, trying to get into dispatch to get stuff. Looking <laughs> up over the computer. What do you want? Yeah, what? What do you want? Or the worst was, who are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> I oh, did that last night. I to, swear I belong here. To, I don't even know his damn first name. Some. So a deputy. Brand new, oh, okay. He's, I don't know his first name. The, I, all I know on officers is their last names. Yeah. I, I forget they have first names most of the time. Yeah. That's my, my wife for years has been. When I mentioned something, like, that was so-and-so. What's their last name? Yeah, you can't, <laughs> like, you can't oh. use their first name. I have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah. It's Aaron. Aaron who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> last names only, please. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He came in, and I'm like, you know, of course, I lay down in my console, so you never know I'm there. Yeah. Because all the lights are off. I mm-hmm. lay down, so I'll sit up. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> and he's like, I'm me. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't work. It's dark here. I'm blind. Who are you? <laughs> so I had to wander back there, and I'm like, like get right Next right. to him to look at his name tag like I'm blind or something. Like, well, plus that oh, room is huge. It is. You guys are set up. That's such a. It's a badass room and the way it's set up. It's a cool setup. Yeah. Well, it was till they put the plexiglass walls in. Oh, oh that's right. The the COVID walls. The COVID walls. It, <laughs> COVID does not go up and over or around. No, no. it only goes through. It goes in direct, direct. <laughs> it's like yeah, it moves horizontally. It doesn't. COVID laser beams. <laughs> It won't come around this side that's unprotected. No. It only comes in these three directions. So are you guys, like, masked up at your consoles or not? Oh, yeah. We're supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't read the new policies yet. I don't know whether we're supposed to be or not. But basically how my boss has it set up is if you're at your console, you don't have to be max- mm-hmm. masked up unless there's somebody next to you. Yeah. You're supposed to be. And then if you get up from your console to go to the kitchen or to the back of the room... And stuff, you're supposed to put a mask on. But thought is, we're all adults. We'll make that decision if we, if we want to protect ourselves, protect yourself. Right. 
And she's the boss, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'd love to get on the show. Yeah, <laughs> stories for days. She's another one that, like, she yelled at me one time because I couldn't hear her on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, out on a crash or something, and I was like, I'm not, you know, you can't be like, boop, hey, you know, la whatever. I'm not trying to be a dick, but I can't hear you. <laughs> you know, you can't say that. Like, I can't hear you. Mm-hmm. You cut it down to the shortest thing you need. And so then she's like, well, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. Did I tell you my uh, story last <laughs> time I was here? No. no. That's pulling a, pulling a jeek. Yeah, but the, I didn't even do anything wrong. It was a legitimate question. So I get it was legit. It was so I get dispatched to a to a school bus versus deer oh crash. God, that's probably a full school bus. No, too. but so here's what it is. Oh, okay, go to the crash, and then while I'm on my way over there, it's uh, the school bus may have left and gone back to the bus hub. Don't know if uh, they're still unseen. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, probably another thirty seconds passes, and I get on the radio and I'm like. Law one, could you let, or what did I say? I said, law one, will you, will you let me know if I need to go to the bus hub or am I going to the location of the crash? Sure. Is the bus at the bus hub? That's a legit fucking question, by the way. (laughs) That is a legit question. Like, do I need to go to where the bus is at? Yeah, especially if the bus has already left. Um, I'm with you. I got you. But they have these foot pedals for the radios. (laughs) And the dispatchers do. Yeah. So I get on the radio and I ask that and I hear. I'll find out. Why don't you just go fucking look? <laughs> and then you hear open mic. And then you hear shit. And then it clicks off. Yeah. So I'm sitting there in my car and I'm like, what the fuck was that? Like, what did I just do? Um, and then like two seconds later, I get a message from her that says like, I'm so sorry about that. I wasn't, I wasn't even mad at her. Like the truth is, is if we had foot pedals in our oh, police cars, God. You would hear so much shit. The best is when it gets caught on body cam mm-hmm. or on dash cam. That happens way more often than not, especially when you're running code and it's just jackass people that are in the fucking way. Like, here's my big ass white pickup truck covered in 9,000 LED flashy lights with a big loud siren. I know you know that I'm behind you because I can see you in your driver's seat looking around like, Oh, where's those lights and sirens come from? Check your fucking rearview right. mirror to start. <laughs> and if they're not behind you, then just keep driving on until you see them. Yeah. There's been some good open mics. Yeah. That come out. What did uh, what did the uh, teabag style <laughs> crash? Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was dispatching a crash and she's like, uh, I need two units to respond. Blah, blah, blah. Crashes. Uh, looks like it's a teabag style crash. <laughs> uh, I mean, or correction, <laughs> T-bone style crash. <laughs> and, uh, I'm pretty snippy. I'm, like I got on the radio, and I was like, I was like, oh, that sounds like a pretty bad crash or something like that. <laughs> what kind of crash is that? Are there any injuries? <laughs> Teabag style crash. Do we have medical on the way? Because that could be very bad. Yeah. Uh, there's, that's, there's some good open mics. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got a whole file full of different radio traffic. Do you? Oh yeah. Oh, they're fun to listen to. You go through some of the old ones. Is it just like funny stuff or? Yeah, we've got a, there's, like, you have a whole file. Like, it's gotten big enough we had to get a new flash drive for it um, of different funny ones. And then, we're like, we got good training ones and stuff sure. like that. But, yeah, they're yeah. fun to go through. I threw some funny ones out there. Occasionally, oh, occasionally sure. I can be, I can be funny. You think? Well, that's all that matters. 
I, I'm sure there's probably a few with my name on them in there. At some you point. checked Last of Conan, like the Barbarian. <laughs> First of, yeah. One when he was still with the city, he was mm-hmm. he's like Last of Bacon, like the delicious breakfast food. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Oh yeah, like the delicious <laughs> breakfast, breakfast meats. <laughs> Those well, ones crack me up. When they you gotta up. do what you gotta do to keep it lighthearted sometimes. Right. There's a there's such thing as the right time, mm-hmm. and then some people like Jake. No, I don't know. <laughs> yes, you do. I, no, I am always on point. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't get to have fun on the radio anymore. When I do, when I do call out on the radio, and it's not any of the leads. Usually, I get like, "Say again, your unit number? Who is this? <laughs> like, who the fuck are you?" There, uh, I forget your guys' calling numbers. I don't remember how many times that a. Lisa's called down. Hey, can you cut me a CR for this? And I'm like, yeah, I know your name, but what's your county number? Again? That's I always say my name. And my when I call down to dispatch for a CR, I always say, especially if it's a dispatcher, I don't know who it is, mm-hmm. which happens all the time now because I'd, I've been out of that game for three years now. You definitely hear a new voice. Every once in a while, I'm like, I hear a new voice. I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Like, who is that? And then you got to like, you get on and like, okay, who's I start online? looking at the like, names. I message Aaron. I'm like, who the hell is this? <laughs> like, who are you? Who you be? But they do that all the time. Aaron will be like, who the fuck is this new cop? <laughs> <laughs> make, make him come up here. Bring him up here. Last night see. with the Delta unit that was on training little agencies. It was so painful. That radio traffic. Last is Smith. Sam. Michael, <laughs> I'm like, please stop. I know how to spell it. So when I first came. Igloo, last of, <laughs> last of Sam, soda pop, <laughs> apple, <laughs> mustard, George, <laughs> giraffe, check it, check it, check it, check it. <laughs> when I first came out to patrol and I'd get excited, I would completely forget cop phonetics and I would mm-hmm. use military phonetics. And I... <laughs> one time sent me an IM was like, are you making this shit up? <laughs> I was like, no, I swear to God, it's a legit alphabet, just not the cop one. Like, it, it takes me a minute because you'll get the um, higher patrol guys will call in yeah. every once in a while. And they run their dates of, of birth backwards oh, too. Oh, they do. It, so well, they run them year first, year first, month and day. And we run. It depends on which ones because some of them will run them normal. And then some of them like I have to, my brain has to stop and switch gears. Mm-hmm. To understand the date of birth, and they're like, it's 1983, 412. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you got that backwards. Right. Yeah. Or if I'm calling into Higher Patrol, I'm like, hey, here's the name. And then I'm like, do I give them the normal way of date of birth or their way? And then I'm like, oh, they can, they can figure it out. Right. And then they still, so we're a plain speech agency, mm-hmm. but they still use 10 codes. Yeah. So, and then we have 10 codes, so to speak, but we have... There's a few ten codes. It's like a hybrid. It's yeah. a hybrid. They're like, like hybrid. Like yeah, there's, there's a hybrid. There's, mm-hmm. there's codes that we have for certain things, and once in a while, you like you'll run somebody, and you guys will rattle off some weird <laughs> shit. Like oh, he's code. I'm like what? I got to dig out my cheat book. Like what the fuck does that mean? Code is a uh, gang activities. Yeah, think it. about it. Bam. Yeah, that's how I remember it. I also. Why don't you two losers come together? You know, make yourself a winner. <laughs> what I also like to do is to fuck with new dispatchers, mm-hmm. and I would go out on a call or like an alarm, mm-hmm. be like, "Hey, me and so and so are at this alarm. We're going to be code two. and I know that they're like, "Uh, if they're new, what does that mean? It's code two. <laughs> it just means they turned their radio off, so you're not going to hear from yeah, them. Yeah, so then they're minute. like, "Uh, 
can you say again? Like, I'm not going to answer them because they, they don't know that I'm Sometimes there's things to. that come up that we never use. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah like for, we used to have. Like, what, uh, code. To disregard? Or no. That's gang activities. Yeah. And then what's the, what's the like more than 20 enforcement records or something? Isn't that code? That's code. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it never gets used. And occasionally they're like, there'll be code. I'm like, what the fuck is code? I think they use it both ways. It's gang activities and then, um, no, wait, what was the one that's. See, they never get used. Code is gang activities. It's group code. group activities and then code yeah. is the one. They oh, have that's m- the one that's the, uh, the city agency's watching or whatever. Something like that. Gang activities. I'm sure I think it's like. Because code 19, you're back at the station. And then code. But we don't even say that. Yeah. Like, no. show me 19. No, I just say. I'll be 19 I'll be, for a minute. Like or you just say I'll be at the office. Did. I mean, yeah, like, was with us. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, you might say 19, but I like for me, it's all just plain speak. I'll be in the mm-hmm. basement. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But there was like, you guys had some weird shit on the, in there, like. The rifle team is deploying, or the shotgun team is deploying on a call. Yeah, the, and like they still have that. There's still, still a there. list in one of our SI tables. And if you talk to Joe with your agency, mm-hmm. he's like, because he used to be with dispatch too. He worked with us and for it, a long time. A long time, yeah. And he would he'd be like, "Oh, it's an SI table." And his funny thing is, like, "Yeah, SI pylon." Because <laughs> <laughs> we do, we have SI tables that tell us information about everything. But yeah, you have a whole list of codes, and. uh yeah, there's some in there for like the rifle team and yeah. I'm like I don't, we don't. Use what old school thing? Like deploy the rifle team, yeah, or the shotgun team. What, for that reason, what like, would we use them for? Get the wheel gun team out there <laughs> yeah. with their fucking bubble light on their fucking seventy two Ford LTD. Somebody call. <laughs> <laughs> I had so when I first came out to patrol, I had uh, my sergeant had been around for a long time, like thirty years, and he told me that on his first day when he came to work in law enforcement, like he showed up like in blue jeans and like a shirt and they give him a uniform shirt and a gun and a belt and a set of keys. And they're like, I'll see you at lunch. Don't get in any trouble. <laughs> and like, okay. And off he went like shirt with a badge, like blue jeans and a gun and a cop car. It's like, Police damn force. man. Yeah. Like that shit don't happen anymore. I'm glad it doesn't happen. Right. But yeah, I can't imagine talking to those guys that have been around for that long. It's it's crazy to think of how much it's all changed. And it has to. Mm-hmm. Just the way that we we enforce the law and we police mm-hmm. the public now, it has to change like that. And I'm glad. I wish that dispatch could do more filtering because they want to. And they, they do some. Like you like correct me if I'm wrong, but you can say Hey, that's going to be a civil issue. There's not anything that law enforcement can do about that. Oh, and we do. And, right. But then mm-hmm. if they're like, well, too fucking bad. I want to talk to a cop. You're like. Too fucking bad. Yeah. So can you guys do that? Um, or for the most part, if depends. they demand it, you just have to. You're like, all right, whatever. I don't think there's a policy on it that says we have to. Most of the time, I'm just like, you know, I'm not going to argue with you. You can argue with a sergeant or an officer about it. Because obviously you want to talk to somebody with a badge, a gun, and appendages that I don't have. <laughs> so, that's mostly what it is. Like, it doesn't matter. She means penis. True. <laughs> I, did. I understand. I that's why that. I'm it giggling. It took me a little bit. <laughs> that's why I'm giggling. Appendages I don't have. But that's what it is. It's like, there's, oh my God, I can sit there and tell them that's a civil matter till I'm blue in the face and they still won't believe me. But when this officer tells them the same damn thing, they get pissed. And yep. they're like, 
well, that dispatcher said the same thing. I'm like, well, obviously I know what I'm freaking talking about sometimes. Mm -hmm. And we get it. I get the same thing with the girls in records, with the gals in records up front now. Because somebody will come up to the window at the office and be raising the holy shit fit with the with the ladies up front. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, well, obviously they're not going to accept an answer from me. So can you bring your penis out here <laughs> and your, your badge and your penis <laughs> and basically make it known to this person that I'm in there. And that's the first thing I always tell them. Like, no, what they're telling you is absolutely the truth. There's no need mm-hmm. for me to stand here and tell you the same thing again. You're just not understanding. I'm sorry. If you really have a problem with what's going on at your house that you live in in the city, please go downstairs and file <laughs> that report with the police department because we don't give a fuck at the sheriff's office. Yeah. But I'm sorry. Do you live in the city? You do. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's like, a NMFP issue here. Always my first. Not my like, fucking I'll, problem. I'll sit and listen for, you know, 30 seconds to a minute. And be like, tell me, can you tell me your address? And they'll tell me your ad- their address. I'm like, you know, this really isn't my problem. Um, like maybe I can do something to help you. Like there's the stairwell door and the <laughs> elevator button that'll get you downstairs to the first floor. You want to go to the first police go, department. Go so to the guys in blue. File your complaint down there. But talking to him when he went from working as a deputy to dispatch, <laughs> he said for like the first year that he worked dispatch that like 911 hangups, he'd call him back and be like, Hey, how's it going? Good. Like, did you call 911? No, I butt dialed. And he's like, okay, you don't need the cops? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> and he was done. <laughs> he wouldn't send a cop. He was like, yeah, I did that for like six months before I realized that I'm still supposed to send somebody. I'm like, well, yeah. Like, even if it is, like, who knows? Like, yeah. I've gone to several 911 hangups. Uh, yeah, not very often is it real, but occasionally you yeah. show up and. So let's. I, I don't want to like, let's jump into good calls first. Like some really good calls that you've, that you've taken that were either you helped out and you felt good about that or they were funny or something like that. I don't want to like jump right into the shitty calls. Cause you, I know you guys have had those. We have all those. That's yeah. all they are. I don't know. None of the good ones stick. Yeah. It's always the bad ones. It's funny how that works. Uh-huh. Mostly anymore. Like I, I don't care about the outcomes of calls anymore. Almost like it's something that really kind of hit me, but yeah. used to be in the beginning of my career, we'd go through an entire shift and read reports. I'm like, ooh, what happened on that call? What happened on that call? What sure. happened here? But even in, like if, from my days off, I'd be like, ooh, what happened here? And anymore now, I'm like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care about that. Well, I I don't I don't think you're telling the truth that you don't care. I think that you're segmenting yeah. on purpose and that you have to do that to safeguard your mental health because you guys deal with we talk about it all the time. Like we deal with it out on the street, but for you guys, it sucks because you're dealing with people on the worst of the worst, worst day of their life. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as we show up, you have no idea what happened on a lot of t- a lot of calls. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get all the details. Like you might hear the names of people involved. You might know that somebody got transported. Mm-hmm. You might know that somebody died, mm-hmm. but you don't know how you don't know the, like all the details of that, unless you go in and read it. Like you're saying, yeah, and even then, it might not be in the report. So, do you guys read a lot of the reports? It depends. Like on a call, there's will you actually go in and like just keep checking to see if the officer wrote the report? You have to be like, I want to know what happened. There's some calls, yeah. Some of them, like if the caller's a real dickhead to me, I'm like <laughs> I want to know what he did. Yeah, I want to know. And that's I'm always. I used to always be like, hey, you don't get to call and harass <laughs> and be shitty to my dispatchers. Like they put up with enough shit from us. They don't need it from you too, like out on the street. Like I understand that what's going on is an emergency to you, mm-hmm. even though you let it develop into this situation and now you want us to come in and fix it in five minutes. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I do that. If they're if they're like this person's being nasty, I'll yeah. when I call them, I'm like, I'll, I'll outright just call them out on it. I'll say, dispatch says that you were being pretty nasty to him. What's what's the deal? <laughs> it's the same thing. They're like, well, I was just mad, and I'm like, well, you don't get to you don't get to call up and be nasty to them. Yeah, that's not their fault. They're they're answering your call. So if you want to be shitty to somebody, you be shitty to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yeah, sometimes there's, like it's a lot of them. Like people just want to vent. Yeah, that's what I've I've come to realize that people just want to vent to somebody, and I'm and. Probably 95% of the time, I'll just sit there and let them vent and scream and yell and cuss at me. And I'm like, whatever, okay. Sure. And then sometimes at the end of that call, they're like, yeah, okay. I'm like, okay, do you need an officer still? I'm like, no, I just needed to talk it out. I'm like, okay. Yeah. If you need something, call us back. And that's, you know, Lisa talked about that in episode three, and I talked with Tony about it when he came in, that active listening will solve a lot of problems. Like, whether it's on you guys' end before we even get there or once we get there responding to somebody that's in crisis, you know, just spending that time to actively listen and try to figure out what their problem is. And even if you can't, if it's an unsolvable problem, just to have somebody listen to a lot of times Mm -hmm. that will calm people down. I wish that we, so our system, people can be flagged as dislike police. Mm -hmm. I wish we could flag them as, like, snotty to dispatchers (laughs) or, you know, whatever it is. Like There's a handful. They just call up just to cuss us out. Or they call us and they tell us the weirdest stuff. Yeah. Like, we've got the one resident crazy lady. I don't know if, if she's still around. Which one? You can bleep it out. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. She's here. She's in okay. the city now. Okay. You're right. I can't. You know who I haven't heard from in a while is... uh. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard from her either. Yeah, we haven't heard from her. Well, now that you say I'm glad that we all said her name out loud three times. She's going to appear like the fucking candy <laughs> man. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to snatch people's kids off the street. She's yeah, crazy as shit. I haven't heard from her for in a long time. She used to, so <laughs> right when I got home in 2010, we rented a house down on, right down from the mission, and uh, not the best neighborhood, in hindsight. Nice house, <laughs> you know, it was an old, old house. It was perfect for just the three of us. I mean, a little bit haunted. It was it? a lot bit haunted. <laughs> creepy. The mission wasn't there, though, then. Yeah, yeah. it was. Oh, it was the, the old mission, mission, though. Yeah, the old mission. Did you have, like, signs that said, like, please don't come shit in my yard? <laughs> So one day I got home from a night shift at the jail. I'm standing out in the driveway and I'm smoking a cigarette. And I tr- would usually like get around the corner and hide in the yard so that people walking by couldn't see me. And there's just like a gap. There's a super narrow old driveway between the house and the fence. And here comes. <laughs> and she sees me and I'm smoking a cigarette, you know, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like trying to put it out. She comes boiling up the driveway and I'm like, hey, stop. Like, what? I'm like, this is private property. I know who you are. You are not allowed here. She's like, you got another one of those? I'm like, <laughs> nope, I just quit. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to, like, listen, lady, just go away. She's like, I used to get high in this house. I'm like, oh, fucking great. <laughs> like, we're moving. And we ended up moving, like, a who month later after that. did get high in that house is the question. Like, oh, my God. She's like, yeah, I used to party here with a bunch of friends. And I'm like, well, you don't party here no more. And neither do your friends. Make sure you make that well known. Please leave or I'll call the police. You will be escorted from my property. But yeah, she's she's a crazy one. But you guys get to deal with them when they call in and they're having whatever their emergency is. Their, their mental breakdowns. And most of the time it's, okay, well, do you want an officer? No! Fuck you! Okay. Yeah. Or they're, you know, aliens have stole their baby. and Or they're shoving shit up their p- vaginas and... <laughs> Oh. They're trying to, oh, but there's one. Yeah. And she recently got a booked for a, I don't know, it was like telephone harassment for dispatch because it was like at least 
three or four calls every hour from her. Yeah. yeah it was like two or 300 calls, yeah. something like that, like, over the course of a week. Yeah. yeah. Like, it just constant. And mm-hmm. it's, they'd range from short little five-minute or five-second blips of, hey, you need to call so-and-so. Click. Okay. And these people, I don't even think these people exist. I, I don't think they're exist. No, I've talked I, to her uh, personally. She is. She got some problems. Yeah. Well, it's all your fault. Because, <laughs> you know, those There's people a, with the air base. Yeah, that's what she talks about. From Air Force Base. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, it's weird. And then changes. And sometimes it's in Boston. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't keep track of you. Yeah, she's crazy. <laughs> yeah. She, on to- sits, on top she sits in the parking lot uh, over at uh, by the at the Wendy's and the Ridley's. Oh, okay. In the morning, yeah. When I'm coming in on day shift, she's Every there. day. Yeah, she sits there. But she's been told not to call. So then she started calling some random number and telling yeah. these same things to a lady. <laughs> she just picked a number and just started calling people because like, we got calls on that. It's like this lady keeps fucking calling us for no reason. And the stuff she says, like it's 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 vulgar. I mean, to me, it doesn't bother me at all. But like the stuff she says, like I don't want to listen to that. I don't want to listen to how the the Harley Krishnas or her Harley <laughs> Krishna lookalikes, yeah. Harley Krishnas <laughs> lookalikes, <sighs> and the guys with the red hair and the white hair, and they've got something from the air that are trying to make her orgasm from the air. And I'm like, what? The? Like, you know, they say perception is reality, and that's oh, her yeah. perception. Are we sure that's not actual reality? Like she's actually seeing the real world? <laughs> well, to them. I wish somebody would make me orgasm from the air. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> to them, like <laughs> it might be. House and you might. You know? Man, <sighs> Nobody ever pays me in gum. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I don't know. But those are, it's funny because you guys will, we don't end up having it very often. Every, occasionally with my agency or some of the smaller agencies, we get it occasionally, but. You hear Jake's big agency sometimes when it's like, hey, they're calling in again. You know, the dispatcher, like, hey, whatever officer has gone to that house four times already tonight, they're calling in again. They've called in on 911 seven times since the last call when you went over there. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, the dispatcher's like, please go arrest them for misuse of the 911 system. And they're like, oh, yeah. Okay, dispatcher's I got this. telling you what to do <laughs> on the way over there. I will gladly let That's them. That's my job to tell you what to do. Hell yeah. That's what I get paid for. Yes. To request. No, I tell you. Request. No, I tell mm-hmm. you. She says go. <laughs> Just go. <laughs> I like the dispatchers that say, can you copy for whatever? Not like, hey, go here, do this. That's just me personally. Hey. I've just gotten so used to it. Like, I recognize that, like, courtesy yeah. is implied. It is what it is. And, like, we're all. Now, it makes, what it, you, makes me what feel What you like, guys need to fucking realize is that if there's a call holding and I didn't take it, it means I didn't want to go to it. <laughs> so don't fucking send me to it. It's in your area. Go. It's usually it's when those come across, if something isn't sitting on the board for it, it's because the sergeant I am me, hey, send so-and-so to this. Right. Usually it's the officers that are have been fucking awful He's shift, a, and you're like, God, You know what's funny He's on the a, board? You guys get to see this all the time. Is like, there's like four cops available, right? And then all of a sudden, a sex offense pops up on the board, and then all of a sudden, there's all their status has <laughs> changed to like, uh, busy paper, uh, or somebody's like, "Oh, I'm gonna be on a traffic stop," and then also yeah. like you go from everybody being available to all of a sudden nobody's fucking available. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's it. That's universal, man. It happens everywhere. It's not unique and specific to your agency, but there's if I'm if I'm off shift in 20 minutes, and then something pops up and it's not like a priority deal, I'm I check immediately. I'm like, "Oh fuck, what's my status? Oh shit, that's why busy, <laughs> busy on paper with my agency with I'll the county." Me. Hey, can you clear paper for this? Speaking of that, did you did you see the change last night when uh, 
was down in was at the was, was at the gym doing yoga. <laughs> I looked at that. I'm like, uh oh, he left his MDT open. <laughs> no, I uh, I just know how to change it via. <laughs> so he went in and put himself seven upstairs. Uh huh. And I went in and changed it to doing yoga or um, in the <laughs> upstairs doing yoga. So you can change other people's status comments. Uh, oh, that's brilliant! If you know the secret. I'd be interested to know. I could use that to, <laughs> I've, to comedic effect. I have used it many times. frequently. Every time I would go to the gym, I'd change it to like doing air squats or, <laughs> or jazzercising. That's funny. But when uh, uh, and were riding together, they were doing two-man unit stuff. Yeah. I kept changing their status to uh, like teaching how to be a cop. <laughs> <laughs> like two-man unit, scared to be alone. And he, well, and every once in a while they change it back, and finally he would send out a big group text, and it's like, "Who the fuck is changing our status?" <laughs> That's funny. That's a good trick, man. The great ones are when they log themselves out, like um, when I don't remember his last name right now. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. When he was, uh, he would go down. They do downtown patrol, and uh, changed it. And he's like taking my Canadian for a walk or taking my <laughs> Canadian on a tour. <laughs> I miss that guy, man. He was. A number one, like the most solid SWAT cop that I've ever had. Like no questions asked, no matter what it was that you needed done. You just tell him to get it like, hey, you wouldn't even have to tell him to get it done. Like I have this task that needs done right now. And he's like, I'll have it done yesterday. (laughs) Would just knock it out. No questions asked. Solid dude. Had like fucking freakishly strong. Just like. Yeah, I got super strong. Yeah. Just holy shit, man. If you get in a fight with somebody like. I had, I had He's gonna hurt me. somebody. I had somebody run for me, and, and he went over the fence because he weighed like seven pounds. And yeah. I went over the fence, and it broke. <laughs> and I fell face first into the mud, and then lost the kid. And then, like two blocks later, he ran into <laughs> and body slammed him in the street. Those are yeah. I'm sure that it's like a you're listening to it to like put out information, but at the same time, you guys are dying laughing because like oh my god, it's the fastest. It's 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 oh, we had one of those the other day. I ran. Oh, he's a fucking track star. Yeah. Oh. And you can hear it. He's an X Games man. You can hear that too. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm walking around. Oh, fuck. The greatest one was the listeners and uh, we're uh, getting foot pursuits because you know, he's a big, muscly guy. And mm-hmm. He doesn't do any cardio. And uh, running his me- running his neck. His mouth. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so he'd get on foot pursuit and then get done with it and he sounded like he's dying like you should probably do some more cardio no i'll, I'll lose my gains i'm like Ugh. you're already buying at baby gap come on yeah i give him so much crap about that because he'll we'll be sitting in like a supervisor meeting he's sitting there in his little tight little baby shirt and i really want to bring up and i don't think it's appropriate in the supervisor's meeting that can we please stop buying uniforms in child sizes, he is an adult he does too he crams that gigantic upper yeah. body into like a small yeah there's a few of them. There's a few of the lieutenants, and some of them are captains now that uh, their wives would actually take in the sleeves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, hey, go, just go talk to him. I'm like, no. He's, <laughs> he's intimidating. Scared. He's like, no, he's, his sleeves are a lot smaller than what they seem. Come on. So we talked goodish calls. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk bad calls? I don't care. What do you want to know? So let's, let's talk about a bad call, like one that stuck with you for, say, since you were a youngin. My first ever 911 call that I ever got was a suicide. Yeah? Yeah. Gal called in, said that her brother had shot himself in the basement, and it was just, because she was over on um, Street. Okay. And uh, there's, 
like mm-hmm. one other street over in that neighborhood that are so similar in name. I had to have her spell it for me. I'm like, what? <laughs> what street? <laughs> Which street? Because I'd lived here. How old was I? I'd lived here probably seven years at that point. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know the neighborhood back there. So I'd never spell it to me. And, you know, your adrenaline gets running and you're like, I just got to do my job. Right. <laughs> so that was my first ever call was a suicide. Mm-hmm. And so she found him? Well, I'm I think guessing? they heard the shot. It was oh, her. Okay. I don't know if, it, well, it might not have been her brother. It might have been her boyfriend's brother. But they heard the shot and found him downstairs. And Gotcha. Yeah. I know there's been a few of people that were on the line with somebody when they did it. Yeah. Those are rough. You had any of those? I haven't. No, I came in after the shift after that one. Yeah. And I'm like, are you okay? She's like, it's fine. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Crazy. And I guess it's <laughs> to, to each their own, you know, each mm-hmm. each dispatcher handles that. We were talking about Jake walked in the door upstairs today. We were talking mm-hmm. about a suicide call they took last night, joking about it, you know, because that's how we do what we do. It's and our dark sense of humor. Yeah. That's the only way that we know how to cope, but it is what it is. And I've always... I've played back 911 calls, like as an investigator on, I had a suicide that I worked and I got the 911 call back from you guys. I was listening to like, you may have taken that call as a matter of fact. And I basically, this guy committed suicide in front of his girlfriend. Mm. Like she's on 911 talking to him Mm -hmm. and he shoots himself. And just listening to that, I was like, I couldn't like, it's one thing to show up at the scene, Mm -hmm. but listening to that shit, like, Man. It's it's kind of one of those things that I don't think people understand. Like, they think dispatchers are secretaries, that we don't do anything but, like, clerical work. Like, we're listening to the emergencies through a phone. We have no power into, besides sending units to them, to make that situation any better for them. Sure. So you're listening to, you know, a mother who found her kid hanging in the closet, or you're mm-hmm. listening to a 90 year old man who found his wife deceased in the bed next to him and listening to him beg her not to leave. And sure. you're like, I, I can't do like one. I had um, a gal who has MS and she's basically paralyzed was laying in bed next to her husband and he shot himself in the head right next to her. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That one was pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. That one's bad. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm thinking I'm like trying to think of things to keep her mind off of what is going on. Cause yeah, I should lay there. She, she she couldn't move. He literally did it with her laying there, and she was paralyzed, and she couldn't move. She right? couldn't move away, and uh, you know she's she's telling me, you know, she's like, I have his matter on me. I, I and then she starts breaking. I'm like, okay, okay, tell me, you know, trying to think of something else to take her mind off of it, so sure. she doesn't have that re freak moment. And then yeah, and the officers get there, and then you can hear her start to, you know, she has an opportunity, so she can break down and she can cry and she can sure all that stuff. So and then. It ends for you and you're on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Literally on to the next call. On the next call. Yeah. Next call. Yeah. And you do that for 12 hours a day, yeah. four, four days a week. Next call is a civil matter about my boyfriend took our car or my car. <laughs> she said, well, is his name on the title? Yeah, but it's mine. I was just, his name's on the title. It's his too. Yeah. That's, I think that's what people understand is like, and, and we know from the cop perspective that we go from call to call one minute I'm on a suicide or right. um, one minute I'm in a fight with somebody and, you know, they're wanting to, you know, they're telling me they're going to kill me. And then the next minute I'm telling some 19 year old girlfriend that I can't force her 22 year old boyfriend to give back her things from the house they both live in. Right. Yeah. But for you guys, it's even different. It's, it's even worse than that because you're on the phone Mm -hmm. dealing with it in like the absolute moment and then switching to the next thing with no closure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then a week later, all that shit's going to overflow. (laughs) <laughs> and just and dump on you. 
Uh, I know that how that goes. Man, yeah, like I said, a million times over, I couldn't do you guys' job. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying that there's not impatient dispatchers out there, <laughs> but I do not have the patience. I don't have the patience. No. I couldn't do it. I do not have the patience. I would tell people, people. I, like, you can get away with being more curt yeah. as a police officer. Like, mm-hmm. you guys end up having, you just have to be, like, semi-polite on the phone and... Ours is very customer service driven, so you have to be sickeningly sweet and right. Whereas nice. I can say, "I told you this is a civil issue. There's nothing I can do." Fuck off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, at this point, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up on you because you're not listening to me. <laughs> this is a civil problem. There's nothing yeah. I can do. And there are times like if they won't, if the people just constantly sit there and just cuss at us and stuff. Like if you don't have a police matter right now, I'm just gonna disconnect this line because I've got other calls to handle or. I got to think we can, we do have that ability to hang up on them if we need to, but you have to use your discretion kind of thing. Kind of, sure. you can't just be hanging up on them because they're dumb. I, I wish we could do that. <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. You violated the sir, dumbass policy. Sir, you're Click. breaking up. Sir, I can't, I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put great. you on hold. <laughs> yeah. Well, kudos to you. I don't know how you do, you guys do it. Dealing with snotty, shitty cops that, we're dealing with our shit from going on these calls. Mm-hmm. You guys are dealing with the same thing, but having to jump right into the next call, talking with people from the public and having to be nice to them all the time. <laughs> Man. It's easy to be nice to people who are being nice to you. It's hard to be nice to people who are being assholes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for instance, you get the, the screaming 911 call that doesn't geobase anywhere, Ugh, yeah. and then they hang up. Mm-hmm. You know, like the call cuts off or whatever. You've got no more information. All you know is that somebody's calling for help. Well, last night we had an overdose. And the guy, all she could get out of him was, it's at this, I don't I don't remember if she actually got that out or if it came up on the, the um, SOS stuff, like the rapid SOS where they can ping the cell phones. Right. And it's in an apartment building. So, of course, we don't know which apartment's coming from. So sure. we're in there trying to backtrack and calls and see if there's anything associated with that address that there might be an apartment they're in. And right. Calling back into him, don't hang up on me. I need this information. <laughs> right. Fuck you. Click. Right. Just get them here. Just fucking get them here. I'm like, well, where? Worked. <laughs> right. Where? Well, and you guys watch the maps too. So, mm-hmm. like, you can see when somebody's like, oh my God, I think somebody's trying to break into my house. You know, you can, like, I'm sure that you tell them. I mean, I've heard the calls where you're like, there's officers on the way. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I have an officer. He's almost there. Because mm-hmm. you can see it. You're telling them, like, you can see that there's an officer almost mm-hmm. there. Right. Yeah, I'll watch the map. Like if it's a, you know, a priority call and you got somebody freaking out on the phone, that they're gonna use, they're gonna calm down a bit more. If you say, "Hey, he's at this such and such intersection. He's almost there." Right. Yeah. They're almost there. Yeah. So, I, the, the county ones always get me because they're out. You know. And fucking Bob's Road. Right. Yeah. Hey, I know. I know that you're <laughs> in a real bad situation right now. Cop will be there in about thirty-seven minutes. <laughs> well, the people that are like, well, how long is it going to take? I'm like, well. How long does it take you to drive from your house to town? Okay. Now deduct probably five minutes off of that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I can't tell. I told the one lady that I can't teleport them. They are coming. <laughs> she's just yelling at me. Where the fuck are they? Trust me. They <laughs> wish they could go faster too. Right? And, it and it all depends on the emergency if they really want to get there that fast. Yeah. I'm like, I can't teleport them. I'm sorry. Like if we had that ability, I would teleport you a cop now. Or the ones I'd that, be so the, fucking mad if that happened. <laughs> 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 Teleport up. You just pop in somewhere. I just like I'm just like, like scrolling Facebook on my phone, and all of a sudden I'm just in your living room. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> that sounds like a terrible commercial. <laughs> Cut down response time quite a bit. Right. I think. Ooh, what civil matter can I solve today? 
Ugh, civil matter. Like those. We've said it before. Me. We've sa- I'll say it again. Ninety-five percent of our time is spent settling civil matters that are not a crime. Well, yeah, we we solve issues for adults that otherwise should be able to solve them for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you guys are the unfortunate ones that have to tell us to go there. <laughs> like unfortunate ones. Yeah, some of them. That's <laughs> some how I torture them, like, my officers. I'm like, he was Ooh. shitty with me on the on the radio earlier. So right, you can give me a mic click. Mm, here you go. <laughs> Here's mic this clicks sh- don't bother me. No. Like I don't understand. Like there's this whole thing about mic clicks. I'm like, nah, I don't really care. Well, I think part of that is just our radio system is a little different. Well, yeah. we don't hear. I don't hear mic clicks. No, all like, you all you hear is just just well, dead hear, air. Like somebody just dead air. Right. I don't. I, like, I don't. Do people even do that? Occasionally, like somebody will key up on accident and whatnot. Like no, I mean like a like an acknowledgement. I don't think people might click mm-hmm. as an acknowledgement anymore. It's not a real thing. No, not but you guys are pretty good too. Like you know that I get off shift at five thirty, so and you know that like I'm probably sitting real close to my house at like five o'clock ish, <laughs> just <laughs> praying that something doesn't come up. So like when calls pop up on the board, you guys are like, no, that one's gonna hold. Yeah. There's some of them like I'm like I'm looking at them as I come on for night shift. I know day day shifts getting off duty or something or vice versa coming in day shift night shifts leaving. I'm like, yeah, that's stupid. That's gonna hold. Yeah, that's stupid. That's gonna hold. Yeah, you're but going then through and you're like, mm, maybe I'm gonna call a sergeant on that one. It's it's always nice to have the like, hey, I know this is a like a shitty call to take right at shift change, mm-hmm. but somebody needs to go out here and deal with this. Like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You guys call it like it is and say, hey, sorry to send you this call, but somebody needs to go. And that's kind of our, our one of our main jobs to prioritize that too. <laughs> triage. So tr- triage. There you go. I'm like, it's with trauma and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my brain's not working um, to triage the calls and look at them. I'm like, yeah, that's something that's not too bad. That's something that can hold. That probably should be taken because that's going to escalate. Right. Yeah. The, the fucking two week old cold hit and run crash. Mm-hmm. I need a deputy right now. I was assaulted two weeks ago, <laughs> I and I just ambulance. decided now I want to report it. <laughs> you've yeah. you've seen me three times since then, and I have two active warrants now. <laughs> two civil warrants, not just warrants. They're fucking civil warrants on a holiday evening. Yeah, those are yeah. That's the shit that <laughs> that's that's what pops up right at shift change. So, sage advice. Let's talk sage advice. Mm-hmm. If you had to give sage advice, either A, to someone that's new coming into dispatch, or B, say a lay person that's calling 911, like that's a that's an interesting perspective. Like, you know, if you're calling in 911 during an emergency, or say it's not an emergency, but it's something that needs a police response, what can those people do to make your job easier? Know where the fuck they are. <laughs> Like, my, I mean, in, my wife's usually. laughing over there. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. No, no. The crash I was in, I knew exactly where it was. Which one? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Downtown. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm on the some hundred block of street. Get here now. And somebody came like right away. But that's because I've asked them exactly what, how do I block this out? How do I, like, where am I? What, mm-hmm. what does that mean when you say you're in the 500 block of something? So I figured it out so that. Well, and that depends <laughs> on where you're at in the city too. Yeah. yeah. So. Like if you can look around you, like some people like, I don't know where I'm at. Okay, well, look around you. What do you see? Because most of the time I can visualize where you're at. Right. You say, well, I'm over here. There's the, I can see the auto zone. And then, oh, there's that drugs or that grocery store. And we're at that intersection. We're near there. I'm like, okay, well, I can put it at the auto zone. I know roughly where you're at. Sure. Like I can visualize it, but just know where you're at. 
And I understand, like, on the highways and stuff, you might not know where you're at. So if you're calling an accident on a highway, you're like, well, I'm coming in on... We always get the... I'm I'm on I... No, you're not, because you're not getting me on 911. If you're calling on I... You ain't getting me. You're at least two counties south of here. <laughs> right. Do you guys still... Are you guys using that uh, new system where you can, like, send a text message to their phone and then they can activate it and you can Mm-mm. look at their camera? No, they got rid of that. I don't remember... I think it was too expensive that they decided not to. Because it just wasn't getting utilized. Yeah. Yeah, there just wasn't much into it. And that all popped up around a 911 call that I had that I had to call a gal, a little kid, seven-year-old. Yeah. She's seven, eight. Um, She was young. And try and walk her through CPR on her mom. Yeah. And that was, you know, like, well, what are you seeing? And I had a FaceTime her because she she couldn't see us. So then they looked in that system. Mm -hmm. They looked into it and it was, I tried it with one crazy guy out off of a, um, because he claimed that he was being followed. By all these people, and he was driving his truck, and they had he had four flat tires because they popped all his tires, and he couldn't get back, and he was freaking out because they're in the ditches, and they stay just outside of the light range. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, and the problem is, is, like, for you guys, it's cool to visualize it, but as the mm-hmm. cop, like, it's super hard to, like, yeah mm-hmm. click the message and then see the screen. Like, it could be right. useful, but is it useful to the point that the- I think it was more designed for a supervisor to be able to sit back and look at it. Yeah. And look at it like even a SWAT situation like yeah we tested it and that's what that was kind of the instance that we kind of had in mind when it was for srt stuff like i'm inside of an apartment you You still have 911 text though yeah yeah which is cool how do you text 911 just text text 911 literally so just text 911 and it goes to the same dispatch Mm -hmm. that otherwise a phone call oh yeah and dispatch okay 911 let's talk about this for late people 911 are at least here it's based on county. So if you're in our county, you're going to get us. Right. You can you can get, we sometimes get them when they're down. If they're um, on the border, border on the lines. Border of, yeah, the counties. We can sometimes get those. But most of the time, you're going to get, so if you're from Tennessee and you call 911, you're not going to get 911 in Tennessee. Sure. You're going to get us yeah. if you're in our area. Because it's based on like towers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's all routed it's and actually stuff. actually a cell site location. It's, yeah. not a, a, it's not referred to as a tower in the business. Side note. it's good to know it is yeah when i testify in court it's a cell site location it's not a tower because if it's on the side of a building or it's disguised to look like a pine tree or it's on a billboard it's not a tower it's just a cell site so well i wish they put up more of them yeah me too (laughs) right there's dead zones right over by my daughter's school there's a dead zone like i'll sit there Mm -hmm. and wait up from the school and it takes forever like Like, the whole other side of town mm-hmm. is they got some bad dead spots over there. Like your building where you're at, you guys have the worst fucking cell phone <laughs> service ever. So uh, mm-hmm. flip side to that sage advice for a new dispatcher. Um, definitely like come in with an open mind. I mean, it's probably not going to be exactly what you think it is. Don't give up too easy would be my thing. I think a lot of people like they would have done really well if they hadn't just given up and thought, well, this is just, this is too hard. Yep. And then on the flip side of that, don't be afraid to admit when you can't do it. Don't hang around because you want a boyfriend or you want a girlfriend. <laughs> and or a married sergeant with cops, <laughs> cops and dispatchers never with, hook up with two boats and three kids. <laughs> right? I could probably count on several hands how many cops dispatch. Ugh. Oh yeah, a lot. Gross. Yeah, I I tell so when we get interns or we get you know new trainees and people that I talk to on background checks, I've, I've talked about this on the show before. I think that run into them early on in their career or before they even start their career, like, listen, I'm going to be the guy who tells it to you straight. Mm-hmm. 
if at any point early on in this you decide that you even have an inkling in the back of your mind that this is not for you, that mm-hmm. you're not cut out to do this, then fucking leave. Because mm-hmm. you're going to get somebody, you're going to get yourself or somebody else hurt. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous work. It, it deserves the the commitment that you need to give it, you know, on, on any side of the coin. But And not everybody has the right personality. I don't want to say that we're all... Like, all officers are type A personalities. Dispatchers kind of have to be in that middle ground. Yeah. I don't know what type To To be able to corral and control. The type A. Like I said, 20 raging type A <laughs> asshole personalities right. at They're any given time. Roided up and got eaten too many donuts and drink too much Red Bull. <laughs> it's all the fucking bang energy drinks. <laughs> I've, been, I've been very good with energy drinks. I drink a shitload of coffee, but and I get, haven't had an actual energy drink in quite a while. And gas station burritos. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't done gas. I don't really like gas. I, I'll tell you what I do like, though. Fucking gas station cheddar dog. Oh, mm. My stomach just turned. You don't like cheddar dogs? Oh, well, I did. Like, but the, don't you grill they just, yourself? They don't like him. No, no, the no like the, the ones that have been rolling on the roller for like 12 hours. Disgusting. Oh, those are so good. Extra you get two of those. Crispy on the outside. And uh-huh. you know, like. You get every, two of those, lather them up with ketchup and mustard. Every patrol officer is listening to this going, like, yep. <laughs> it's the equivalent of like. <laughs> I'm just going to say, it's like taking home a fat girl. You're like, yep, I ain't <laughs> proud of it, but I did it. <laughs> not pr- I'm not proud of the amount of cheddar dogs I've eaten, but what the fuck else do I get at four o'clock in the morning? But I've done it. I've done it. And, so, then, and then you <laughs> shit your pants the second you get home. <laughs> Jake sends me <laughs> TikToks and shit that he makes. <laughs> And and no, not TikToks, <laughs> just videos that are just made. Yeah, they're like, TikToks. Well, they're like, they're not, it's like a TikTok in that it's a short video. It's a TikTok. That's formatted. I don't think it's actually on TikTok. But the one you sent me, <laughs> you like eating the shitty gas station food and then going home and taking a shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like grunting one out after eating garbage for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Because it leads up to it. Did, I, did you see that one? Yeah, you sent that. There's like Unfortunately. belt keepers, radio, gun, belt, boots, shoes, pants, whole uniform, <laughs> and then completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> Disturbing. Did I send oh, you the one with the bad. car crash? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! My I showed it to my wife, and she's like, "Oh my god, did he really get in a car crash?" I had multiple people when they saw that. They're like, "Did that happen right in front of you?" I'm like, "Yes," because I I fucking had a film crew like videoing me. But you the, never know. But the car shook and everything. I was able to get like the whole car to shake because I moved the car. It looked pretty. It looked, legit. it looked legit. Well, the reason is because I actually did some did some quality Hollywood on it. I didn't just do it in the phone. I like put it into an actual video editing app and then added the sound effects and stuff. Oh, it was good. That one was funny. It was. I was crying. I watched it and I'm like dying laughing. And then she's like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, you just have to see it. You have to see it. It's funny. I was like, "Jesus, is he okay?" Oh, I sent that to our PIO. Or no. No, I did. I sent it to our PIO, and she's like, oh, my God, did that just happen? And I'm like, Jesus. And then I sent it to our fleet manager, and she's like, did they fuck your car up? I'm like, holy fuck, people, it's not real. It looks real. Like, it looks like it could be in our town. Yeah. Like, from the intersection. Yeah, like, it's got a Snapchat filter on it. Like, does my, does my dash cam have a Snapchat filter? I swear I don't look like that in real life. So... The gear locker question mm-hmm. is a little different for you because you know you sit at a at a console, right? But is there something that you that you take with you every day, like when it's 
boring and there's not much going on that keeps you busy or don't molest her in front of us. That's weird. <laughs> I've been Poor doing it the whole time. That's Jake has a his special lady friend here and he's harassing her. She's <laughs> she's ignoring our conversation. For an hour and a half she's been sitting here playing Candy Crush. <laughs> or bejeweled. Is Whenever that's like it, Candy Crush Bejeweled, it's one of those. Is it Best Fiends? No, well, one of those. Well, she's games. been playing it the whole time, and I know her well enough to know that in her mind, she's like, I wish you fucking people would hurry up. I'm hungry. I want to go eat. <laughs> you said it was going to take an hour. You didn't feed yeah. her before this? No, I asked her if we wanted to get food, and then she's a shitty boyfriend. But actually, here's the conversation, because she knows me well enough. I was like, we got to be over there at three. She's like, well, how fucking long is it going to take? I'm like, an hour. She goes, how long is it really going to take? And I'm like, <laughs> an hour and a half, and now we're at two hours. Yeah, so no, we're at, yeah. You've been here for two hours, but so is there like something that you, me personally, find an activity you like. I will bring my knitting or my crochet in. Yeah. Which falls right into the next, the distractions question. Mm -hmm. Cause I know that you like you knit and then you sell those items. Sometimes. Right? Yeah. Sometimes kind of like a little side hustle. Yeah. Nobody wants to buy them, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm giving them away. I'm like, here, just have it. Right. Let's take it to space. Cause I know you had a, um, did you have a specific Instagram page for that stuff? Or yeah, was I it? do. Okay. I still do. I don't post much to it. Okay. But yeah, I have that. Uh, other distractions? Like, yeah, definitely find distractions. Like, I I have my chickens. I like my chickens. Chickens. And you just got chickens. ducks, too, right? I got duck eggs. I just duck put eggs. duck eggs in the incubator today. So, in 28 days. I was going to say, so in probably... Can I come play with your baby ducks? That's weird. <laughs> I, I know shit when I play with your baby question. ducks. That's a real fucking question. That's a legit question. I'm being dead serious. They're so... Lizzie. Do you know how? Can I seriously? Can I come play with your baby ducks? That's bizarre. At least he's putting baby in front of it. He, he like once they're adult duck. ducks, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I want little. I want little ducklings. You're gonna get like a. Like Is that a what they're called? Splash, ducklings. A little pond for them. Oh no, these ones I'm just hatching because I've never hatched duck eggs, so I'll probably end up giving them away. Okay. So I mean, if you're on the market for some ducks, no. I, I had I had a friend. I had some friends when I was growing up <laughs> that had uh, just real shit bad parents. Um, they lived in the basement of a burnt down house. Nice. That they put like a fake roof on. It's just real gross. But they had a duck that lived in the fucking bathroom. <laughs> uh, and it just shit all over the bathroom. It was oh, gross. At uh, the time, I thought it was gross. cool that they had a duck, and I didn't realize how nasty it was. Right. Ducks are gross, and they stink. Yeah. And they don't taste very good either. No, they taste like liver, and they're disgusting. No. I just want to play with the baby ducks. They're very, very, very it's cute. a very rich fat. If you've ever, we went a couple years ago, we went on vacation for our anniversary. I ordered a steak with foie, foie gras on it, foie gras? which is like, if you don't know, it's like pate duck and goose liver. Ugh. It's like they mush it up, turn it into like paste. It's, it's a they, delicacy. They in cook France. it. Yeah. It's like a French cuisine thing. Sounds pretty gross. It's, it's, it's pretty good, but man, it's so rich. Like it's, if you've ever had duck, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like that. Yeah. Gross. Take like just regular old duck fat. And intensify that by like a hundred. That's foie gras. They put it on the steak. Yeah, they put it on your just steak. Ruined it. Like a big old glob you put of it. Anything on steak and you ruin it. Except for that's what I'm doing right after this. I'm go get a steak. Yeah. Where are you going? Uh, the T Road Heasy. Oh, God, mm. They have good stuff there. Mm. Drew hates it. I I worked. At, I worked you don't at, like T Road? I worked at Dope Case, and was told extensively about the kitchen. Shh. Okay, that's a guinea. <laughs> okay. That was years ago. It do does, you eat you, out? Yes. Well, yeah. Do you go to places where there's kitchens? Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you know who generally works in kitchens? All the people Dirt from beds. the halfway house and sex so offenders. So what the, what the, why do you give a shit? Well, that one just specifically rubbed me wrong. 
And like, I, there's one place in town I won't eat at because he picked a varicose vein off his leg, bled all over the store, and then ran down the street running to the hospital. That was many years ago. No, he well, he we had to catch up to him, but uh, <laughs> like, I got to see the kitchen of that place, and I won't go there. But Ugh. like, I don't I don't care who's making the food. It's why I don't mind going through the drive through in my police car. Yeah, you like, don't care if they spit in it. Man, whatever. That's um, always a gamble. You're like, hey, I'm going somewhere. You guys want some? Like, mm, I don't feel like eating. Not yeah, whatever. Like I, I, you know, like in uniform, uniform. I'm ten, I tend to be pretty picky. I like to go places where I can see them make my food. Like I'll roll straight through the drive-through. I'll Burger King drive-through. I don't care. I'll <laughs> risk it. Hey, yeah, that's it's for a cop. Yeah, hey, it's for a cop. <laughs> I'm in my cop car. Are you gonna spit in that? Hold the spit. Yeah, yeah. I just risk it. Yeah. I like to live dangerously. Well, I used to a because it's healthier. I would bring my lunch or go somewhere where I can watch it make my like Subway, Qdoba. Mm-hmm. You know, Blimpies, Jersey Mike's, mm-hmm. places where I can watch them handling my food and keep a very close eye on them. But that's yeah, just I just me. I don't even care anymore. Like, if, yeah, that's eh. probably why I shit water most of the time. But. <laughs> well, with that, <laughs> I don't know a better way to end an episode. Do you want to hear how I met Jake? The first how, time? Yes, I do want to hear. Was that an story. ambulance? You were riding? No, I was driving. Oh, okay. He was a paramedic in the back and it's the first time pulling into the the garage there at the hospital you have to make that weird yeah, turn and go this, back yeah it's so it's terrible first time doing that was my first time ever and he's like yeah just it's okay you just go up there pull back and i did and it's all gentle he's like wow that was the smoothest pull in out or pull in ever because i usually just go until it sounds expensive <laughs> <laughs> just go by feel right yeah because you've been a dispatcher since i was a paramedic mm-hmm. well and i also volunteered at the fire station mm-hmm. as an emt yeah. Oh, that's. And I funny. worked at the ER, and at a nursing home. Never worked there. They're terrible. Yeah, that's another file that under other jobs that I ain't never gonna do. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've. Yeah. I did it for like three months. It was horrible. Well, yeah. she works in an actual hospital, but it's a small tertiary hospital, so oh. it's basically like so, a nursing home. So, yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say it's either like really bad or like really good. Oh, and it's I ninety nine percent of her stories are about how bad it is. Yeah. I keep telling her to leave. <laughs> Okay. Well, we're we're almost at two hours, so. Oh no! Did we yeah. talk about anything in this episode? Yeah, we rambled. We talked uh, a bit about dispatch. My yeah. shitting habits. Yes, yeah. that was I'll like probably 90% cut that out. Of his <laughs> you cut that out. You're going to put in there that I shit water. His his pee from the last episode cracked me up, dude. I got <laughs> which one? Oh, oh the rotten <laughs> pee. Yeah. <laughs> I got so many compliments. Like, I got more comments about. You talking about your rancid piss <laughs> <laughs> from episode four, I think, that I've had on any other topic. Like, it's not like, hey, man, I fucking love that you're talking about mental health. I love that you're talking about responding to people. In cr- no, we want to hear about Jake's piss. Ja- bring Jake back more. I'm, I'm, the, least, I'm the least fucking appropriate uh, person. Yep. So uh, that's that's my life now. Uh, yeah, here's my... Yeah. People so will. now you're going to have the new episode, uh, and this one Jake talks about yeah. shitting shit. habits now. <laughs> yes. The fact that he pours a bucket of minnows into the toilet every time he goes to the bathroom. <laughs> it's getting, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Okay. Well, with that, um, I do appreciate you coming on. And my plan initially was to have several dispatchers all at once, mm-hmm. but I just... I'm such a shitty planner that I never should have started a podcast. That's why it took me so many years to get going with it. But anyway, 
This has been uh, episode seven of the Door Up Podcast with Aaron, Jake, and my lovely wife. So, just wanted to uh, tell you guys thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Did she name it yet? No, not yet. We'll get we'll get to that. Yeah, you're gonna have to name the episode. So, you can find us on Apple Podcasts at the Door Up Podcast. You can find us on Podbean at www.thedoorduppodcast.podbean.com Find us on Instagram at thedoorduppodcast And uh, stay safe, stay frosty, and we'll catch you guys on the next one.